Someone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, Mr. Irrelevant. Man, I don't want to be that guy. Welcome back to Mr.'s Irrelevant on Niffle NFL Podcast. It's your boy, Padre over here. Week 10 NFL. Uh, second Mr.'s Irrelevant, really, podcast of the season. So we're, we're on a pretty sweet average of about one every five weeks. But I think we'll, we'll, we're picking that up. We're, we're picking up some steam. Uh, I've got on the other line over here the erstwhile young spooky... Ian Dashnam, how you doing? Yes, sir. It's your boy, Young Hot Seat, here to ready to talk about things, you know, uh, coaches who may be getting fired sooner rather than later, uh, Tottenham Hotspur soccer, you know, anything like that. Oh, a double meaning. Okay. Uh, even maybe in the NBA, are the Spurs kind of hot with a DeMar DeRozan? I don't know, but I feel like you're kind of angling at a coach, a certain coach you might want to get fired. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, my guy. I mentioned it multiple times a season on on your podcast, but Jason Garrett has to fucking go. I'm so tired of his bullshit. We cannot come up with a game plan. He's completely frozen in the face of, like, other coaches' adjustments. This weekend, like, Mm. uh, I don't know. Like, it was a classic Cowboys game where, like, our shit worked for the first, like, three drives, and then they had nothing, they had no answer for the adjustments that the other team made. Yeah, it was a tough loss to those Titans who aren't aren't exactly world beaters or anything uh, at home for the Cowboys there. Speaking of coaches fired, though, since I believe since we last recorded two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it was, God, my guy. Uh, is it your guy? <laughs> Huge action. Huge action, some have called him, that worked with him because uh, apparently it's always your fault, not his. <laughs> he was... He was uh, let go by the Browns at just a one day following Coach Lou of the Cavs getting fired. So in Cleveland the other weekend, it was the it was the Hugh and Lou uh, Lou out. I don't know. I, they, they didn't come up with a cool name for it, but that but that was interesting. Uh, fire sale, back to back days. The, the what was it? Fire sale. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's good. I mean, I, I was trying to think of a rhyme for because Hugh and Lou rhyme already, but. Uh, but came up without a clue on that one. But do you think uh, do you think that was justified uh, the the Jackson firing? Yeah, I mean Hugh Jackson was probably the third worst coach in the league. Um, he do you think Garrett is in, in the two below that? Uh, Garrett's bottom five. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, what is your uh, ranking for the bottom two? now? I don't think that Dirk Cutter is a good football coach, and I know that John Gruden is not a good football coach. Yeah, Gruden's probably Gruden was probably the only one I had sub Jackson. Not completely looking into you know there might be some people I'm forgetting. Yeah, I have Garrett down low too. It doesn't seem like Jerry Jones really cares to ever do anything about him though. Is that the case? You get as a as a, a boys fan? Yeah, I mean. Jerry Jones, like, every, every, 
every other podcast in the world, shout out other podcasts. Uh, oh, no, not again. Every other podcast in the world has already discussed this, like, ad nauseum, but, like, Jason Garrett's not going to be fired because Jason Garrett is a yes man for Jerry Jones, who, like all Southern men, believes that the world spins around him. <laughs> and and you count yourself as, because you're, I mean, I guess you're not technically a Southern man anymore because you live in New York, but since you count, you come from there, d- does that uh, go to you as well, young hot seat? Uh, at times. Okay, makes sense. Now, I'm a little confused because this other... You always talk about your favorite show, Other Podcast, and I did they get a kind of a name tweak to get a more global audience, like Other Podcasts in the World? Is that what it's called now? Uh, yeah, Other Podcasts in the World. They, uh, they, they run a daily show. You know, it's news, it's politics, it's sports, it's comedy. Oh, okay, not just football. Well, that, I guess it's all right for you to listen to that then because you did just say a minute ago or two that it's... You're on my podcast, but really, I feel like this is, uh, you know, this is your podcast as well, Young Hot Seat, and I, I got, I just can't, I came up with a little segment today when I knew we were going to record here, uh, and I, I think because it is your, you know, Mr. Zarelevan is very much your podcast as well. I think uh, you should really be promoting it a little bit more. I mean, you know, I, I, I pulled up your Twitter account here. Uh, <laughs> Currently, you're going by real person Darnarius McQuimberton, uh, but it's at no thanks, y'all. So I, I would recommend any listeners or anyone hearing this to go out and give you a follow because I think you have some pretty good tweets. Yeah, my tweets are gold. Sometimes they go on the little, um, what's the word for it? A little melancholy is not quite the word I'm looking for, but they go a little negative sometimes. Yeah, I mean, daddy drinks a lot. Yeah, so... Anyway, though, I, I was reading some of your more recent ones here, and I really feel like there's some, some key spots where you could kind of sub some Mr. Irrelevant podcast promotion in. Um, I mean, like, for, for example, your, your most fresh tweet as of this recording says, I never fucking get anything done at work, and I'm always busy. Please stop letting me be a manager. <laughs> um so I, I kind of, if that you up just on the podcast. tweak it a little bit, I think it should be like, never get anything done, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm always busy podcasting. Then you put the, the sentence. Um, and then please never stop Mr. Is Irrelevant. Don't you think that would be kind of a better tweet? Yeah, yeah. Let's pilot this program this week. Okay, good. I mean, there's, I mean, there's also, you know, you, you replied, because you, you don't only just do your own tweets, uh, you also can uh, reply to others. I mean, people know how Twitter works, but but that's a feature you utilize as well. You set, you replied to some uh, Astro Poets tweet saying, is this good? I only know the cancer stuff, right? <laughs> do you remember doing this? I do remember doing that. I wasn't quite that drunk. Okay, that was only yesterday, it looks like. But, I mean, this would have been, I, I feel like this would have been a great opportunity for you to throw in more like, uh, is this good? I only know X's and O's. And then you can, you know, parentheses, because of Mr. Zarellan podcast. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I'm sorry that I let the team down. I let the coach down. I let the fans down. Yeah, and I just have one more, um, one or two. I mean, you're, you're doing soccer. You know, you already mentioned Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, you you tweeted out Harry fucking Kane exclamation point <laughs> the other day. He's one of us, man. Yeah, but I mean, it really could have been Mr.'s fucking irrelevant, <laughs> I feel like, with you're that, right, that you're enthusiasm. Right. Sorry, Mr. Irrelevant scored a sick goal against Wolverhampton this weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, you could even. I mean, if you want to float uh, just changing, I guess people have nicknames for players and such. You could you could make them more podcast themed nicknames. You could try to get that catching on, and then you, yeah, when you say last tweet unironic, comma I love soccer now. Really, you don't need that. I love soccer. I think it should be unironic. I love every uh, Pod Boys Productions podcast TM show now and always. I uh, I do appreciate constructive feedback. I uh, we're gonna we're gonna pilot this program this week. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get an MVP rolling out, uh, and then I'm gonna be the MVP of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think see, it's just you know, it's it's midway through the NFL season, about a little past, I guess counting regular season time when teams really start making adjustments to you know get to their goal of the playoffs so i i think conversely yeah that's that's what we need to do with your twitter page there and uh and then we'll make the podcasting equivalent of the playoffs as a team you know yeah i I hear you it's uh it's the number one rule of working in tech doing a podcast or being the head coach of the dallas cowboys fail fast yes and uh uh, fortunately for you, even if you don't, you know, even if you struggle with the, the new changes I'm trying to implement to your Twitter account and tweeting, I am kind of a Jerry Jones in that I'm probably not going to fire you off this the podcast. Here. Drew loves a yes man. Everybody knows that. Yeah, I love a yes man, and also once I like designate that I think someone's good, and I can't, I can't be seen to look like a fool going back on my original opinion, you know, so I have to just kind of stick with it. Much like Jerry Jones. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I guess we can, you know, if my, my hilarious uh, Twitter bits finished for now, I guess we can uh, slide over to talking about some games. Was there anything, you know, actually, uh, that was my only new segment that I thought of today. I have a new segment for uh, uh, akin to a little bit of point counterpoint Oh, for you to get in on in, in, a, in a couple of minutes, but... Before that, is there anything you wanted to, other than your your Monday night uh, Cowboys game there, is there anything you noticed from week nine, or even week eight since we didn't podcast last week, that you uh, that jumped out to you? Let's see. What is the most mem- memorable game of the week to you? Ram Saints? Was that, was that memorable? I thought it was going to be a really good game, and it kind of started out like a pretty good back and forth, but then, then the Saints pretty easily overtook them, right? Yeah. The Saints might be at the top of the AFC on their own. It's just every drive, it's somebody different. Um, the defense is coming together. The Rams... Yeah, NFC, you mean. I mean, they were undefeated coming into this week. I don't see, like, a lot of red flags with them. But when we finally saw them play, like, another top-level NFC team, and they did not have it for it. I mean, Sean McVay is a genius coach. Uh, he'll he'll put something together for the rematch, the inevitable rematch in the NFC Championship. But, uh... yeah. I was not impressed with their defense's ability to hold it together against uh, the Saints. And if that's all they're going to get out of their corners and safeties specifically, uh, they're in trouble, uh, especially against the Saints. Yeah, and looking at the Rams, kind of, I do kind of feel like they've got lucky in a few games. Like, they could have easily not have gone into that game undefeated with how their defense has played, which is, I think, kind of average at best this year. But at the same time, there's is there is defense really a thing in the NFL this year? Not as much, right? Uh, there's there's kind of a confluence of like the death of defense as we know it, like happening both in the NFL and the NBA. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't understand how to watch football anymore, basically, because uh, there are no good defenses. You're right. Uh, there are defenses who don't let the other team score at the end of a big game. 
Like, that's that's the only thing I'm seeing. And then sometimes the Cowboys' defense will hold, like, will do very well at the beginning of the game and, you know, stumble late. Yeah. I mean, my team, the Browns, with their game last week against the Chiefs, other than, like, the halftime, there was a weird thing that happened at the end of the half. It wasn't until, like, late in the fourth quarter that they even stopped the Chiefs from scoring at all on any drive. I've, like, never seen anything like it. And they didn't even do that bad on offense themselves. Like, Well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. If you've never seen anything like it, you've not been watching Chiefs games. Like, they're the other team in the league that I think is always going to have someone to go to on offense. Like, no, no matter, like what you do they're gonna have an answer for it yeah but they're like scoring on every drive like i haven't i've i've rarely seen a team ever not get stopped other than like by the half or until super late in the game and it wasn't even like it was just kind of a weird game like it wasn't the browns never seemed like they were really in it but they were never getting like obliterated blown out by like four touchdowns like it was like a a two-score game for a while but but we still never stopped them like i don't know I know, I know that they have a lot of weapons and they're a great team, but yeah. Um, but what I was gonna say about the going back to Rams and Saints, since neither defense is gonna be letting it up, probably shutting them down completely in a rematch in the playoffs. If it does come down to the last drive and whatever team gets the ball last, that could be it. Which defense do you think, or taking the opposite, which quarterback do you think will be able to to score on that defense, get the win, or the defense will be able to stop them? Rams or Saints? I'm looking at the Saints, especially given what happened this week. Like, their their corners are playing a little better than this uh, Rams corners, and Drew Brees is Drew fucking Brees. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, I'll say it again, all I want out of my life is for Drew Brees to follow me around and throw me touchdowns at random points during my day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right about the Saints there. I don't know about, about if you really want that. You know I mean, you, you might be have your back turn, he's going to peg you right in the back of the head, or do you think he'd be a gentleman and wait till you turn around to, to throw it your way? That's the thing about Drew Brees and I, we just have such great chemistry, like he would know. Probably a good time to mention here as well, Drew Brees is newest to target there. One of your old friends um, throwing up the X, I guess, in, in New Orleans now, Des Bryant, what do you think about that peg up? Uh, I think that's going to work out beautifully. Des Bryant cannot separate himself from... Uh, coverage he works best probably as a tight end type receiver you know mm-hmm. yeah which they kind of could use i think because like what they have ben watson still who's like 42 years old he could still catch it but that yeah they don't really have any other big yeah big tight yeah. end style guy or anything uh, like that i mean no one in the league for several years a couple years ago during des Bryant's prime was as good as as him at like that thing that he does where he doesn't get any separation from the receiver, but still is wide open. Yeah, he has trouble with separation. He's getting slower now, but uh, on, on like a jump ball, you think he can still bully his way up and muscle that down yeah. on top of any corner? I think those are skills you don't teach, and I think those are skills you don't lose. I mean, he was scoring basically a touchdown a game in like 2014. Um, that's not that long ago. I don't think he's a big... No. I do not think he's their third or even fourth or maybe even fifth option on that offense. Uh, I don't think that he's a viable fantasy candidate for anybody who listens to sports podcasts for that kind of information. Yeah, uh, But like, I think that he is a useful piece, a useful addition to that offense that I'm very happy for him. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that also. And I don't want to get too much into fantasy, but just got a kick in the balls by the Saints uh, last week. 
I had, I had a huge lead, and then I went up against Michael Thomas, who dropped over 40 points. Oh, God. T- doing yeah. the Joe Horn cell phone and everything. I mean, I appreciated that, but... And I like the Saints. They are, they really are my, like, NFC team I've rooted for for a while now. But. I have a bit of a soft spot for them. And I and we're going to get back to them, too, uh, with, with my new segment. But before the new segment, I think it's time for an old segment, an old favorite that I'm great at saying the name of now. I had dyslexia with it for a while. Point, counterpoint. There you go. That's my quarterback. It is Thursday. Last time we talked a little Thursday night football, um, I, I made a bad Cardinals pick, but... This time, I think, uh, you know, the game starts, you know, in like an hour or two here. But just ahead of that, let's do point-counterpoint on Panthers at Steelers. Look, this is this is week 10 right now. There's at least 10 bad games, if not more. This is honestly one of the only decent-looking matchups this week looking at the schedule. So, Yeah, that's fair. It's weird that we're getting decent games on Thursday night now. Like, I know that they looked at the slate from the last several years and, like, looked at everyone screaming about how shitty these games were. But like and and like just chose to put some good games games they thought might be good anyway on Thursday night. But still, it's weird that they're there. Yeah, we didn't get it last week, which was uh, the uh, Bay Area uh, toilet bowl. There, Raiders at the Nick Mullins show, and ended up being. But oh my god, yeah. But yeah, it's Thursday's definitely definitely seems to have overtaken Monday for decent games. That's a, that's another trash one this week. A Giants at uh, Niners this week on Monday night. So don't know how the Niners are getting these spotlight games, but. For Panthers at Steelers, uh, how how it works for any potential new listener, one person uh, gets one team. They have to the the one assigned to them. They have to argue for it, whether they really believe it or not. Come up with your best argument for it. That's the point. And then the opposite person argues the opposite on the counterpoint. So pretty simple. And uh, I'll let you um, tell me which which team you want me to take this time. Young hot seat. Uh, talk to me about the Steelers. Okay, so you, I see what you want. You want to talk Panthers then? Well, the Steelers, yeah, it's not too hard of a of a point to make. Um, they started slow as they've been doing for a while, but now they they they're pretty much back back to shape. They're always tough to beat at home. Antonio Brown, uh, at this also with their slow start, he had a little bit of a slow start with Ben. He's pretty much back to being a, a big weapon. And the main weapon that, well, really the main weapon they have is their offensive line. I would say it's, I believe I saw it's ranked the the top in the league here. So they're probably one of the best suited lines for uh, fencing up against Keekley and all these pass rushers. With that line, they're also doing well with the run because even with the absence of Le'Veon Bell, or James Conner coming in, having a, one of the best seasons of any running back in the league, a better back than anyone's done on the Panthers. I know McCaffrey's been pretty good, but this Connor guy with the behind this line is not doesn't seem to be much drop off behind Lev Bell. Potentially, what he would be, and the Steelers always do this. Like I kind of said with a slow start, but they the big games they need to win. They usually do it. That's why they're normally a playoff team. And I think it's even the added. I know this happened a couple of weeks ago, but there was a tragedy in Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. Where and I think the team, the city is going to be really even more. Steelers fans are always crazy, but I think the the city will be even um, more amped up for a national spotlight type of thing. Hmm. So hmm. that's why I think the Steelers, unfortunately, because I hate them, but I think they get it done tonight. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well argued. Let me talk to you about a team called the Carolina Panthers. Currently fifth ranked fifth in offensive DVOA. Uh, they are eighteen point eight percent more efficient than the average team. 
Uh, whereas the Pittsburgh Steelers are coming in at eighth on offense, they're thirteen point eight percent more efficient than you know the average team. Uh, what that means is Pittsburgh's offense is moving. Yes, uh, they're getting a lot of excellent production out of James Conner. They're getting a lot of excellent production around out of excuse me uh, Antonio Brown. You know Juju Smith Schuster, etc. etc. Ben Roethlisberger is a worse quarterback at this stage in his life than Cam Newton is at this stage in his life and maybe has been for the past few years. Cam Newton is completely energized in this uh, new offense led by kind of an old head. Uh, North Turner has done everything in his power to bring the Auburn offense back to Cam Newton's life. It's it's just it's beautiful to watch Cam Newton. He, he looks alive again in a way that he kind of didn't for the last two years, just like happy not doing the thing where he just like covers his head in the towel and just like whatever uh there was a point during their super bowl run <laughs> a couple years ago run to the super bowl anyway uh where cam newton was like really loving life it was his mvp season uh they were playing the giants and e- eli manning threw a touchdown to i believe odell beckham like to tie the game with like not long left and it just cuts to cam newton on the sideline who just silent silently nodding and at that point I and you and everyone else watching the game knew that Cam Newton was going to win that football game. And that's the look that I see in his eyes now. A bit of an intangible, but the numbers also bear out that Carolina's offense is doing a little better than uh, Pittsburgh's offense. Yeah, Defense, they're also 4% more efficient. I'll go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, like, I think the Panthers are a better football team. I don't know if they're... I don't know that I would bet on them to win this game. But uh, I know that I believe in them more than... I believe in Pittsburgh at this point in the season. Okay. So no no uh, towel cam this uh, year? No, like, he's looked, like, significantly more happy. Yeah. I mean, he is better than Roethlisberger at this stage of his career. I, I don't deny it. But, I, but the Steelers just do have that, uh, probably one of the best home field advantages in the NFL, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Especially in big night games. Yeah, so that's point-counterpoint. But I, I, do, I, I do think that, the, well, I mean, we talked about it. There's no great defenses. I do think that the Steelers' D is vulnerable to the screen, which that should work well with McCaffrey and whatnot, and to the deep ball, potentially, which... Who is the Panthers' like big deep ball threats this year? Uh, Greg Olson. Yeah, so that's so that's not really... Uh, for my aforementioned fantasy teams, I, I hope that works out tonight, that connection, but that's not really wowing me in terms of like someone who can really go over the top. And uh, That's the thing about the Panthers, though, uh, to interject, and I'm very sorry... Of all the offensive innovations that we've seen, of all, like, the, like, beautifully designed plays that these young, like, genius coaches are bringing into the league in Philadelphia and New Orleans and, like, somehow Andy Reid in Kansas City, the most beautiful thing in the world is that Greg Olson is still always wide open running up the seam like he was in Madden 2013. I I, I just love it so much. (laughs) That's your favorite Madden play. You've talked about it multiple times, I think. Yeah, I have. I won tournaments on that play. All right. Well, no time to talk about your tournament wins, but uh, that was point counterpoint for your official pick for the the Thursday night. Would you would you stick with your your counterpoint? You do think the Panthers are going to win? Yeah, I mean, like I don't gamble on sports. Um, I'm not even just saying that because like this is being recorded. Like I just don't. Hey, it's legal now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, in New York, I think I wouldn't bet on the Panthers, but I do think they're going to win. No, I mean, well, like in the past, then Mister's relevant with with me and Marv, we had we picked like every game and put our picks down. So yeah, just that no no gambling. I uh, just uh, just your official pick. I kind of want to bust out point and agree as well with uh, with a little uh, 
Sunday night game, but we'll get to that. Let's let's break into my new segment, which I've titled Take Me Home, Talk Me Out. Now, can you figure out what this is, E-Nam? Can you take a guess? Uh, do we need to have another conversation offline about how you've always been in love with me? No, it's not that. It is NFL related. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't think I can guess what what's going on here. Okay, so take me home, talk me out is when I'm looking at the the spread of games here, and I see maybe one or two home underdogs that I'm just I'm kind of itching to take for whatever reason. But when I really look at it, should I really do that? So you have to talk me out of it. Talk you out of taking home dogs. Okay, okay, okay. So, for example, let me look at this game here. We have the Patriots rolling into the Tennessee Titans. They just took care of business in Dallas. Uh, we got, you know, are the Patriots going to go, 12, uh, you know, 14-2? and two, Or are they going to lose one or two more? And we got the added subplot of... Mike Vrabel revenge game or whatever you call it when the you know the Belichick coaching tree which already you know he was already defeated by Patricia who I think is the worst coach coach with the worst uh, team so basically I need you to talk me out of of taking this Titans upset you need me to talk you out of thinking that the Tennessee Titans the the same Tennessee Titans that we've seen just like waste whatever Marcus Mariota might have been by just, like, giving him stodgy, like, you are a pocket passer, all quarterbacks are pocket passers, ever thus and ever shall be uh, coaches for the last five years. And the same Tennessee Titans that have used, like, one of the league's best off, best constructed offensive lines and a decent defense to go, you know, like, six and ten seven and nine over and over and over again in that time a team that has taken just every bit of evidence showing that we are passing quarterback led league now all of the great quarterbacks and all of the records that quarterbacks are breaking in this league by being you know just constantly schemed open all the time uh because of the rules that help quarterbacks and help receivers just stay safe, stay upright uh, for longer than ever in the past and has said, no, we're a running back by committee team and we are going to ground and pound the shit out of this offense. And by the way, taking that counterfactual, we, our coach is not Greg Popovich, as we discussed a couple weeks ago on one of the basketball podcasts. You want me to convince you not to take that team against fucking Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Well, look, I'd warm you up with an easier one. I mean, this one for me is a little on the intangible, like you mentioned before. I just feel like, do you, well, let me ask you this. Do you think that, what do you think the Pats' final record this year will be? I think they settle between 12 and 4 and uh, 14 and 2. Okay, so potentially one or two more losses. Why not this Titans team on the road? I mean, I don't think they're going to lose in the division. Excuse me, Bill Belichick doesn't lose to shit teams. And I think the Titans... What about the Lions earlier in the year? Or just early season stuff? I mean, no one's good in the early season. And also, uh, Bill Belichick was just clearly giving that one to Matt Patricia. Just because you think he's more boys with Patricia than Vrabel? Well, he does this. Like, I'm not ascribing, you know intent to it but he like 
sometimes loses to people like Mangini. Yeah. That should beat him. And even, that's even worse, theoretically, because he should have had reason to want to beat Mangini because of the whole uh, snitching thing. So I don't think he even has beef with these other guys, but... Ultimately, I'm going to take the Pats, I'm pretty sure, but that one just, I was just kind of looking at that one for a second. One I'm looking a little bit, let's do round two on the, on uh, Take Me Home, Talk Me Out. This one I'm really, I don't know, I have a weird feeling about this one, another maybe somewhat intangible thing, but we've, we've talked about them a lot already, the Saints. Uh, uh, talk me out of going against them this week and taking those bungles at home in Cincy. Are you fucking joking? No, no, this is the segment. We just did this. What, 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 you, you, well, no, we did Titans and, and Pats. We weren't paying attention to your point. You want me to talk you out of taking maybe the NFC's best team, led by Sean Payton and Drew Brees, with a, an offense that could, like, on yeah. any given drive, have one person take over the entire game, basketball style? Like, in, in a way that you only mm-hmm. see in basketball and maybe, like, the highest level of soccer? Yeah. Well, let me before you continue. Let me let me give you a little bit more insight on my feeling on this one. Yeah, please. I'm kind of looking at. It's not even. I said intangible. It's not even necessarily that. I'm kind of looking at the records and divisions of these teams here, and just kind of the run they've been on. The Bengals kind of need this one. I mean, re- realistically, this this game points a lot back to what happens tonight in Pittsburgh because if uh, Pittsburgh wins, that means the Bengals will be even even more need the win to compete in the division. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also that means that the Saints need this win even less if, they're, if their rival Panthers lose. Now, if the Panthers upset like you think they're going to, then I would say the Saints will have more, much more reason to not overlook this one or anything like that. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. And, and just the run that they've been on. They're on a, what, like an eight-game winning streak or whatever it is right now, seven or eight games, however many, if they've had the bye or not, I can't remember, but they haven't lost since week one. Just at some point here, and I think it will be on the road, I, I could see them uh, getting a trap, I don't know if you call it a trap game or whatever it is, but but with those points that I just made, are you just still going to say just the offense is so much better, or is there anything I'm missing here? Yeah, I mean, the offense is so much better. The defense is playing itself into shape. Uh, and the Bengals are the Bengals. Like, the Bengals always lose. Well, I mean, they're what? They're, they, they're like, uh, I'm trying to see what their record is right now. But they're still competing in the division right now. Yeah, but you're, you you want to take Andy Dalton over Drew Brees? In a vacuum, certainly not. Certainly not. But I, I, am I going to say that Dalton can't ever beat Brees in a game? And it might not even just be that that black and white you know maybe the Bengals get on the, the right side of a couple of turnovers I mean that's what mostly what defenses are doing this year it seems like to, uh it's more turnover based since they're giving up a ton of points so hmm. I don't know that's all I'm, that's all I'm thinking of but again I'll probably just go with the, the Saints but I am more strongly I'd say much more strongly considering this upset pick I mean what do you think the Saints final record is going to be at the end of the year I don't think the Saints are going to lose five games no, well, I don't necessarily either, but they, they could lose. I mean, they're seven and one. They have eight. okay, so they did have their bye. I'm looking up their records now. Bengals are five and three, so it's not too bad still. You don't think they're going to lose five games? What three or four potentially? This could be one of them. I mean, I guess more likely a, a, the Panthers are one of their. Unlike the, um, or what division am I? Was I talking about? But oh, I was talking about the Pats. Like they're not. 
likely to lose in their division as much. But I guess this is that's probably where the Saints would get trapped up in their division. They already did the one game. But. Yeah, I mean the AFC South is pretty good. Uh, the the Saints always split the se- It seems to me like the Saints always split the series with the Falcons and the Panthers, and then like drop one random one to like this year's up and coming team. Yeah, I mean they dropped it to the Bucks in their division. That was their one loss in Week One. So, <laughs> and they yeah. almost dropped it to the Browns the next week. Um, but then since Week Three on, they've pretty much been cruising. And who knows how... Is Dez expected to play this week even, or maybe not, I guess? It's, he just got signed. I don't know how useful he'll be if he does, but, I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, I doubt Michael Thomas will go uh, over 200 yards again, so that's going... That's since he has that going for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely not going to do that twice in a season. So there's that. <laughs> All right, well, that's... I, I think that was a fun new segment. I mean... Uh, it seems maybe in the future there'll be more, uh, more better ones to do. But I think for uh, take me home, talk me out. I think it does have to be kind of ones where you're like, you're like, because you really have to talk me out of it. Like, it does have to be. No, like I need, I need to have strong opinions for this segment. It feels like, yeah, no. no well, not even that, but just like it, it, I have to. I think I want to pick games for the segment that that it does seem crazy that I'm I'm thinking about going the other way. You know. So that that's what I saw there. I could always do like, oh, I'm going to pick my Browns to win this week. Talk me out. But no, <laughs> I think my picks were better so far. Now, I alluded to it earlier, but I'm going to put you back on the hot seat, young hot seat. And I'm going to, I don't know if you consider this cruel and unusual, but uh, I'm going to have to start a little point and agree, which is similar to point counterpoint, but you just argue for one team. Generally, it's your own team. So I'm going to make you argue, tell me why the Cowboys will get the I get what I guess would be an upset win in Philly Sunday night. They get Monday and Sunday night back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh no problem. Carson Wentz is coming off an injury. Uh he hasn't looked the same since he came back. The Eagles haven't looked the same since, you know, starting this season after their miracle Super Bowl win. That defense isn't playing as well as it should. That offense isn't playing as well as it should. Carson Wentz isn't playing as well as it should. I still think Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. He just has shittier coaches. Uh, And, you know, we're going to take advantage of all of that. We are, you know, a shitty team with a shitty coach. We're a decent team (laughs) with a shitty coach and one of the league's best O-lines. We're currently ranked 25th in offensive efficiency. That's because we don't have any receivers who can play themselves open. You know what we do have? Ezekiel Elliott. You know what we do have? One of the, like, one of the most, you know, like, versatile, uh, out-of-the-pocket, athletic, play-extending quarterbacks in the league. Who, while he has taken the coaching to, you know, you, know, you need to stay in the pocket, you do not need to extend game, plays with your legs, you you should only scramble when it's a design, like, bootleg, whatever. I think, especially against teams with pass rushes, like, uh, Phillies can be, it's gonna lend itself to one of those, like, Russell Wilson situations, where, like, he can't, he can't do otherwise, like, I will be scrambling, and I think Dak is pretty good at staying on his feet. Uh, you know, he's not as good as Aaron Rodgers at that. He's not as good as Russell Wilson or, you know, maybe even Tony Romo at that. But he's good at staying on his damn feet. He's good at finding guys open downfield. Yeah. He has a little bit, just to cut in, I would say with the comparison-wise, he has a little more, because he's a big guy, he has a little more of the be- hard-to-bring-down Ben quality than, like, a Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he's certainly less fleet-footed than Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, but... uh more fleet-footed than Big Ben, I would say. 
Yeah, but, yeah, that's, well, yeah, obviously, but, um, yeah, but go ahead then, sorry. Yeah, and I think in those improvisatory situations, maybe we find the light. Maybe we find a little green space, you know? We've got a much better running back than they do. Uh, our defense is playing, for the first part of most of the games that we've played this year, most of which we've lost, more than half of which we've lost, uh, our defense plays lights out. Like, that that front is versatile, it is fast, it is sideline to sideline, which, like, quick. Uh, Sean Lee's not had his season-ending concussion or leg injury yet. <laughs> no, he did get injured Things are going week. well. Uh, yeah, he got taken out, but I, he's, it's not a season-ending. Like he, I think he's I, he's definitely not playing in this game, at the least, I would say. I think I think I saw something about him being out 36 weeks or something like that. <sighs> That's information that I didn't have. Uh, anyway... <laughs> It's it is possible I'm I'm conflating it with a different player, but I think I I'm pretty sure I saw that earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Finally, some of these draft picks that we've taken, uh, like the young gentleman from Notre Dame. Who's the guy? Is that the guy? Uh, they have a good pass rusher this year, also. What's his name? Uh, Van something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, do you mean the linebacker uh, Van Der Esch? Van Der Esch, yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty good. The Cowboys are always gonna have that random white linebacker. I don't know why, uh, but like we always will. Well, racism's why. Uh, but he's good. Van Der Esch is good. Uh, some of the other linebackers, like the gentleman that we took from uh, uh, Notre Dame a couple years ago in the second round, uh, whose name I'm forgetting, Smith, I think. I mean, I don't think it can be all pure racism because it's. It's like they they actually get good ones. Yeah, like, at least um, they do get good ones. Not just like trying to fit any white guy in the middle of the area. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tank Lawrence is... I love Demarcus Lawrence. Like, everything that I wanted in the Dallas Cowboys defense between the years where Demarcus Ware left us and the year that Demarcus Lawrence joined us, like, I've gotten back. Like, Demarcus Lawrence is great. Yeah. He's like... How many years has he been in the league? Uh, this might be his fourth. I think it's his okay. fourth. Uh, like, he's very fucking good. He's gonna get paid a lot of money, I hope, by the Cowboys. I like him a lot. Uh, and, you know, we've got Amari Cooper now. Uh, the Eagles' struggling defense is, uh, you know, got one more, one more issue to deal with. Like, we're gonna find things to do to beat them. All right, and and historically, how do the Cowboys do in Philadelphia? Uh, we always split the series with both the Giants and the Eagles, and we always lose at home and win on the road. Okay, so that bodes well for this week then, theoretically. Yeah. All right, I don't know who I, and do you agree? And in the past, when I did point and agree, we'd go around and say if we agree. So I will say, I'll say I'm giving it a slight disagree because I'm probably going to pick the Eagles here. Um, I do think Wentz is rolling into a little bit better shape than you're giving him credit for. And it might be a case with the Cowboys that they maybe they will kind of give up on Garrett. I don't know if they do or not, or they just like resign to their fate of how their offense is going to be run, but that that's possible. And do you agree with yourself? Would you pick the Cowboys this week? No, we're trash, and their coach is a top-five coach. <laughs> Our coach is a bottom-five coach. That really, really matters. Yeah. It is because because what did you call it like de- decent team, terrible coach or whatever whatever the descriptor was. Yeah, and it could be that the Eagles are only this year a decent team, but the coach goes the opposite way, so that could be a big difference. Yeah, and who, and who wins the division? Yeah, that's certainly going to be the difference maker every time you play the Cowboys. That's pretty much all the games I was going to highlight today. But like uh, talking about that division, like the the Bullet Skins at Tampa this week, like who's going to win that game? I guess watch. I could see either team getting that one 
is I can't figure these the skins out. I don't understand Washington. I'm going to level with you. I don't understand Washington. Adrian Peterson should be over the hill. Granted, one of the greatest running backs of all time. But one of the top 15 greatest running backs of all time at, at minimum. Uh, he's kind of carrying that offense. The team is just like, I don't like the way it's constructed. None of the players, and not even like it's like I hate Washington uh, situation. I just don't like that team. And like I don't know any of their good players because I don't kind of think they don't have any. Yeah, I mean... Uh, and they're just like way ahead in this division. I don't understand it. Well, like I said, I could I could see Fitz Magic up beating them this week. Who knows? But um, yeah, I could yeah. even see the Giants winning and getting screwing up their draft position, picking up a and tying the the Niners who they would be beating this week on Monday night uh, for the same record. Then yeah, but um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's pretty much gonna do it for Mister Zarelvin this week. I think we did. Well, it broke out a few new segments. I think it was good stuff here. Do you have any quick uh, movie picks or anything? Like, hey, Halloween is coming gone, but I do want to plug the horror cast we did. Even though Halloween's over, you can still check that one out on this very feed. The movies are relevant subdivision of the podcast. We talked a lot of horror, and uh, so check that out. Have you did you did you squeeze any more in the, since our conversation last? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are two that I want to. I guess give a brief shout to uh mm-hmm. i re-watched this movie called the ritual that came out i think last year um and it is just a fantastic you know blair witchy it's blair witch at times it's shaky cam stuff or no no just like the the feeling of being lost in the woods it's the descent mm-hmm. at times at times it's like a weird something i i don't even have anything to like necessarily compare it to but like uh you're in a weird cultish wicker man the the the, the comparison is wicker man Okay. Any name actors in this one, or or the typical horror uh, British no guys? No, nobody. I okay. nobody. I know by name. It's out on Netflix. It's pretty good. All right. Cool. What was it called again? Uh, the Ritual. The Ritual. Oh, and what's your second pick? I I liked this movie called Malevolent. That isn't very good. It's another like. Okay, I've heard of that. Set in in England. It's a. Uh, it just tricks. It just tricks you. It's it's confusing. It's got sufficient jump scares um there there's both human and uh supernatural horror so it's good for you know both of us okay um and okay. it's a it's a good like middle ground horror movie it's decent all right malevolent and uh yeah my plug one of my plugs last time on the horror movie cast was uh, you transitioned me beautifully into it not even realizing but yes sir netflix is the haunting of hill house i am reacting to it on my youtube reaction channel just type in Drew Wilson or Drew's views with Z's at the end to find it. But I'm up to episode three now of Haunting of Hill House. So next week I should have episode four. Episode four is a banger. I decided after the first one to keep going. Uh, yeah, good, good, good. I mentioned on that podcast, ghosts and things like that. Paranormal is not my biggest thing, but I'm enjoying the drama in that one. And it seems like people, yeah, after I did the first one, I didn't know if I would continue on reaction wise. But people have commented saying like they want me to, to do so. So Check that one out. That's my plug there. Drew's Views YouTube channel, um, specifically Haunting of Hill House, but anything up there. And yeah, I think uh, hopefully we'll be back next week uh, with a little more NFL talk ahead of week 11, uh, Young Hot Seat. Uh, but until then, unless you have any last remarks, I think we'll, we'll be out of here. Yeah, I think we can get out of here. One thing I do want to say, you know, you, know what, you know what season it is, Drew? Do you know what season it is now that Halloween's over? Uh uh stuffing season i don't know what is it it's oscar season my guy oh of course movies are relevant 
maybe a, yeah, like I said, pre uh, on the other cast, pre-Oscars cast got to come this year. I guess our last one was pre-Oscars, but pre-nominations cast this year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we talk about all the buzzy movies. We should do that. All right, we'll do that soon. We'll do all of it soon. Uh, but until we do, we're up out of here. Peace. Adieu.